Welcome everyone to Haven of Four. I am Subject 879, joined by Doolittle. We're going to talk about the film From Dusk Till Dawn from 1996, starring George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, and a bunch of other people you've probably heard of but don't remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Doolittle, tell us a little bit about uh, the movie we're talking about. Yeah, so From Dusk Till Dawn is a really interesting kind of genre hybrid uh, it starts out as a crime drama uh it's like pretty dark you know um you know definitely kind of has like that quentin tarantino reservoir dogs kind of feel to it with the tone um and the dialogue um this is a really well written movie um just overall but it starts out that way it's about these two uh guys the uh, the gecko brothers I believe is their name and they um are on a crime spree i believe and they uh they're trying to find a hostage because uh the brother richie um killed um well uh killed and i think raped uh the host yes yes killed and raped the hostage so they have to find another hostage seth and, and richard uh and they take in this family <clears throat> as their hostage and uh, i think one of them is like a faithless preacher that's like a huge plot point is a preacher and it's um uh a daughter and and a and a son um and they go over to they're trying to cross the border and they stop off at this uh bar i think once they're they're over the border at that point and they stop off at this bar um and it's run by vampires so now it's become a, a horror movie uh with vampires and the rest of the movie is them just fending off against vampires it's uh it's a really good movie absolutely and you mentioned it's well written and i, I definitely agree with you um mm -hmm. quentin tarantino who stars in this movie did uh, has a writing credit if i remember right didn't he? yes yeah and this <laughs> actually started out i think as a tales from the crypt movie I think I think that they were gonna do some tales of the from of the tales from the crypt, I think, um, like kind of movies, and I think this was planned as like one of the standalone films in that series, but uh, I guess it just didn't work out that way, and then the script ended up with Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino. They're like very good friends, so. Interesting, yeah. This definitely yeah. has a premise that sounds like a tales from the crypt movie, um, yeah. whereas like when I was watching it this afternoon. The first half is like a almost like a Tarantino movie because it's you know these two outlaws and they're on the run and trying to like get to this place, and then the second half just is the shift into I guess you could say a Rodriguez movie, but like Rodriguez is really versatile. Um, uh -huh. I would say you know it's like a vampire movie, but I don't think we've ever seen vampire lore quite like this because he's pulling from a specific lore, but I forget the name. It's like from you know, Spanish, Spanish lore, which I'm not very familiar with. Wonderful performances in this movie. Like, George Clooney is not the person you think of to play, like, a bank robbing, like, scumbag. Yeah. Uh, but he's wonderful. <laughs> well, and this is his breakthrough role uh, in the film. I think this is, like, his first big thing in a movie, because he was in uh, ER for a long time before this, so a very interesting casting. Yeah, um, he and Quentin Tarantino play off each other really well in this movie, um, and I wonder how much of Quentin's role, like he wrote with him for himself in mind, because his character is like really creepy. I wouldn't be surprised 
if he had himself in mind. I'm not entirely sure, because I know that Tarantino initially started out wanting to be an actor. Um, like, he went to, like, you know, school for that. I don't, I'm not sure about school, but he took, like, acting classes, um, you know, and would, like, do, do that stuff. So I'm sure I'm, it's possible. And he has done, like, other acting stuff. He's, uh, he made a cameo in Desperado. Uh, and he also has had other acting experience in his movies as, like, cameos and stuff like that. Yeah, I would I wouldn't have minded seeing him get to do more stuff like this because I don't think he's really that bad in this movie, and he kind of yeah, fits that like sleazy like this guy makes me uncomfortable in scenes. Yeah, no, he did a really good job with this character. Um, very very disturbing character. I, I think uh, one of my favorite scenes is the scene where Seth confronts uh, Richie about killing and, and raping the, the, their first hostage. Um, because like the the performances there are so powerful. It's such a horrifying and dark situation, but the performances are so captivating. And you know, it's like the combination between the directing and the acting and the the writing. It's really really well done. Yeah. Um. I think one of my favorites is the opening scene in the gas station, where you just realize yeah. something's not right with this guy because he shoots the sheriff because he's convinced that the gas station clerk. Uh, is like mouthing the word help me and mm-hmm. you can tell George Clooney's character is just like I don't know about this but he rules with it because he loves his brother and it's a very interesting yeah. like brotherly dynamic where you can kind of tell who's in charge but the guy that's in charge also bends over backwards for his obviously disturbed brother yeah definitely like he he is taking care of uh Richard for sure um but it's it's a very interesting dynamic there um you know and the, and the and the part where he becomes a vampire later i think kind of really cements uh that relationship in a very interesting way and it's i think the first time we see any kind of like humanity to george Clooney's character because he doesn't want to have to do what he knows he has to do sure yeah um i'm trying to think about like other stuff going on because uh we can talk about, I guess, like, uh, the I think the preacher, or faithless preacher, played by Harvey Keitel, um, who uh, does a really good job in this movie. Um, you know, I think that uh, it's interesting casting, because I, I uh, wasn't thinking about this casting for this kind of role for him, but it makes a lot of sense when you really think about it. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, he's really good, and I like that he kind of ends up almost mentoring uh, Seth. Seth is George Clooney, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Mentoring him, because you have that wonderful scene in the bar where uh, Seth is kind of stewing because this guy was disrespectful to him, and the preacher was like, are you so much of a fucking loser you can't tell when you've won? (laughs) It's great. Yeah, no. No, that was a really good scene, yeah. We should mention as well uh, that uh, Robert Kurtzman, who, not the one that writes bad shit, uh, but the guy who did the special effects for Evil Dead 2 and directed the movie Wishmaster has a story credit for this movie, and I think oh, that's interesting. interesting. That is really interesting. I wonder if he worked with Tarantino on this previously, and that's why. Or maybe he was just... I'm not sure what that is, but that that's really cool, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, probably had a very significant enough role to get a credit like that. Because I know, uh, you know, stuff like that, you have to be somewhat significant with it. So I looked it up real quick here, and it says here he actually, he conceived the original idea, hired Tarantino oh. to write the script. 
Well, there you go. That's that's yeah. why he's uh, credited as as that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, yeah, Robert Kurtzman. I, I'm becoming a fan of his. Wishmaster is wonderful. Oh, that's cool. I should check that out eventually. I I've never seen Wishmaster. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I haven't. I I have obviously seen the Evil Dead movies. Um, yeah. And he he does a really good job with the special effects there. Um, but yeah. So I guess I'll watch Wishmaster. Uh later today maybe i don't know we'll see <laughs> um uh the yeah. last thing i want to mention about the preacher it's interesting is because i've mentioned to you before i believe they actually ended up a few years ago making a tv show out of this oh yeah <laughs> and the first season is just this movie but expanded on into a like a full i think eight episode season and okay. uh robert patrick in the show plays that preacher role and it's also it's just awesome to see him in that kind of role oh interesting i i didn't expect that casting uh but that's really cool um how is that show? Um, how does it compare to the movie? Um, the first se- the first season is the only one that I've seen, and it's good. Um, it does suffer from that we're taking like an hour and a half movie and blowing it up into like an eight hour story, um, and most of that is in the first half because the like the first half is just the first half of this movie, but over like four hours. <laughs> oh, um, interesting. But the casting is all really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the actress from Baby Driver is, I think, uh, Sama she, Hayek's character. She is, yeah. In, uh, in, in the TV show, which interested me, because uh, I, I do like her. She's a good actress. So. Yeah, that's the first place I saw her. And, like, seasons two and three are basically sequels to that movie that are connected instead of the, like, standalone sequels that we got. Uh, so, like, Richie doesn't die. He, do- he still becomes a vampire, but he doesn't die and stuff like that. Oh. I see, I see. That's interesting. But yeah, um, I guess the other thing we should mention as well with the vampire part is the special effects. For the budget that this movie had, which was about 19... Stuff as well. Um, like the... <laughs> that that machine gun, that um, sex machine. It's a sex machine, right? Yeah. I always get that wrong. Okay, yeah, sex machine. He has that gun, you know, towards the crotch area, which is in Desperado and was supposed to be used in Desperado. But uh, NC-17 rating allowed that to not happen, so instead it's used here. Oh, interesting. Then, uh, So the other thing I, I wanted to talk about while I'm thinking about it is, so Richie and Seth's ultimate goal is to get to the L-Ray, which is in that classic you know, Tarantino, we're never quite told what the L-Ray is. What do you think it is? I think the L-Ray is intended to be kind of like a safe haven for criminals, I think, is the idea. Uh, I think that's that's kind of what I have in mind. I I never really thought about it. I always just kind of assumed it would just be like this nice, pleasant place, almost like a Nirvana type place for these people. People like these people, um, or whatever. Well, and that that's how it plays it. But it got me thinking: what is a Nirvana like place for somebody like Seth Gecko? Probably not very pleasant for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably really just. I mean, and that's probably why. Uh, at the end of the movie, um, I can't remember her name, but but she's like, can I, should I can I come with you? And he's like, you know, basically just like, no, you probably shouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, the there are boundaries I think uh, that are put in place between people, kind of like us within that kind of moral plane, in a way. And I think that the movie's doing something with that. Actually, you know what? That is interesting because there is kind of. A thing with like evil and morality with this movie to an extent i'm not sure 
I never really thought about it like this because this, this is a really, like a really fun movie, but like there is something going on with like here's like the obvious evil, and then here's like the hidden evil, you know, stuff like that. And Seth Gecko is the protagonist by the end, and it's like, but like he's a super super bad guy, you know. So it's interesting how the movie plays around with that. That is the one thing I've noticed having gone back to this after watching the show. Uh, the woman that you, the girl that you're mentioning, I believe her name was Cat or Catherine. She is so much better in the show. Like I like the actress in the show is so much better, and like they expand oh. her role and everything. It's interesting how they take because there's kind of a, like a mentor relationship between Seth and Catherine at the end because uh, they're like the only two two alive, and you know she respects him for saving her life. And they really expand on that in the show, and I'm, I I need to get back to that and see how they build on that. But well, I, the nice thing is that at least that show uh, was distributed by Netflix as well, so a lot of that show is still on Netflix, or at least it was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty straightforward movie. The first half is just we're on the run, like we're trying to avoid the cops, and that stuff is fun. But at least for me, I think the movie really comes alive once you get to the bar, which, funnily enough, is called the Titty Twister. Um, yeah, I I love this movie's sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, funny. I love at the beginning when they set that that clerk on fire and he falls into the popcorn. You just hear the popcorn popping as he burns alive. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's got that really brilliant uh, Tarantino dark comedy going mm-hmm. on. It's great. Um, there's other funny moments like that too. Yeah, um, there's also some gross stuff like. I, I didn't need to see uh, Quentin Tarantino sucking on Salma Hayek's foot, ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, with, like, Tarantino stuff, I just kind of expect that. <laughs> yeah, that's in a way. Um, so I, I, I kind of understood, like, yeah, this is, it is what it is. Yeah, um, it doesn't bring my score down or anything. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and I mean, they are, I, you know, they're doing stuff with that, with that character. But yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting how that was a thing. Um, um, she does a good job. Did you know that she's like deathly afraid of snakes? Someone really? Has. Yeah. So she had to like, uh, I don't even know what she did, but but she was apparently like in like a trance while while doing it. Um, like she herself, like was in a trance at doing it or whatever, just to get through that process. It's very interesting. That's fascinating. The other, the other scene that really makes me laugh is the, when Tom Savini is turning, um, yeah. And like that, the other guy is like telling it, like how he was in Vietnam and stuff. And then it shifts back to his perspective and you just see these like claws, like moving up his shoulders, like it's out of a fucking cartoon or something. It makes me laugh every time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, that's definitely a Rodriguez thing. He likes to go very cartoony. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of that in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. The sound effects for Sex Machines, like, whip at, uh, when you first get to the bar is hilarious. And he whips that, like, beer out of that guy's hand. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also, I think the sound design in this movie is really good as well. Um, like if so, when someone gets punched, you really feel it. Which is oh, cool. definitely. Um, but that's a Rodriguez thing, absolutely. He has he tends to have really uh, neat attention to detail with the sound design of these kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, let's see. 
I do like that we don't have that mandatory, uh, oh, this is insane, vampires aren't real scene. And I think it's handled really well in that they don't believe in vampires, but they do believe what they're seeing. Oh, yeah. That's a really funny scene. And I, I like that they are acknowledging that this is, in fact, vampires. Like, they're not trying to, like, skirt around the bushes of, like, what it is. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, and I, f- I remember now, it, so the vampires in this are, ba- are like, Aztecian in origin, because uh, the last shot of the movie is the twi- titty twister uh, being revealed to be above a uh, a partially buried Aztec in- temple. So no- the vampire designs in this are not nothing like I've ever really seen before or after in the movie, which makes me really appreciate what they did with this. They bleed green. They bleed also- green. Yeah. I wonder if that was to avoid an X rating, like with what Raimi did in Evil Dead 2. I think it was. Um, I can't remember where it was uh, said. It might have been the commentary track. Um, but uh, I, I believe that they do specify that that is the reason why um, it's like that. Um, like that commentary track is really funny. Um, they when they get to the part with the kid dying, um, like they they are like, yeah, no, like. The kid got it worse than everyone in the movie, which is pretty crazy um, that they went there. She shoots him and everything just explodes for some reason. Jesus Christ, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was good. I like that kid. He was, he was, he did a good job. I don't think there's anything else. Movies like this, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's just like you're there for the ride. I, I do think this rises above just being like schlock. Like, I really like Seth as a character. Uh, I don't like Richie, but you're, like, not in, like, oh, I hate this guy. It's just, like, you're not supposed to like him. He's really sleazy and uh, weird. He's a really creepy character. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, I guess that's the other thing we should talk about is the weird scene where he imagines uh, uh, Catherine or Kate. Kate, that's that's what they call her. uh, Asking her, asking him to eat her out. And I was just like, dude, there's no way this girl is even 18. (laughs) supposed to be. Yeah, that was that was messed up. Um, well, because they also um, they definitely draw attention to uh, his kind of predatory nature. Like he's a registered sex offender, right? Like this guy. He so has to. It makes sense. Well, um, what's weird is then they do it again with the the border inspector. Oh, okay. Because right, he yeah. what, he insists that he come in and he just like stares at her sitting on the toilet. Oh, and that Christ. yeah, that's. That's the only scene where I'm like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Well, and they also, yeah, no, yeah, that that's interesting that they did that. I actually forgot about that moment. <laughs> but you're right, it's there. Um, uh, mentioning the sense of humor as well, uh, I love the second character that Cheech plays because he plays three different characters in this movie. Um, and, and I'm never taken out. Like, it just works. It, yeah, it just works. But I love that his main scene is just describing every type of pussy that this bar has, and I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that that's really funny. Because he's like, we've got cold pussy, hot pussy, dog pussy. I'm like, what the fuck is a cold pussy? <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's going on. You know? Like he is he's excited. Um and I like I really like how elaborate everything is with uh with uh, the titty twister. I think I think it's really, really fun. Yeah, and all the it's mythology very... is thought out. I'm sorry, you were you just saying something? Oh, I just saying the mythology was thought out. Oh uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um but I was just gonna say it feels very comic booky. Like this feels like uh 
you know. Well, maybe it's just because, like, Robert Rodriguez just, like, has those sensibilities or whatever, but, like, it kind of feels like, uh, not an EC horror comic, but, like, maybe something from, like, the 70s, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, that kind of a thing, where it's very, very exaggerated and fun, while also being kind of, like, has a sense of grit. Well, and I think that would just go back to this was supposed to be a Tales from the Crypt movie. Plus, you've got Tarantino, whose sensibilities are very grit and crime-oriented. Like, I imagine that the geckos are completely different characters under the penmanship of someone else. Absolutely. They're probably, yeah, like, they're probably, like, borderline... They, they're probably, like, likable. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. If it was, like, someone else writing it, actually, when I think about it. Like, I think Seth would actually be, like, um, like a likable person. You know, isn't afraid of writing characters who are just completely, like, reprehensible human beings, you know? Well, um, I mean, I, we've covered the most of it. Like, the nice thing about this movie is it's pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, yeah. So unless you have anything else you want to go over... Uh, and I know I'm going to remember like six things that I wanted to go over once we finish recording, but because <laughs> that's how it always goes. Uh, oh, sure. interestingly yeah. enough, this was a January release. This movie is much better oh. than a January release. Oh, God, really? I, did, I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Well, um, I get it was a different time back then, right? I mean, were they were they always releasing movies like that? Because I, that's a that's a thing that we do now. That's true. The, like, but I, it is interesting. It is pretty funny to think that this is a January release because it's like, well, first of all, it fits much better with like October. Like, like this is a total Halloween movie, I think. Absolutely. Um, but you know, it's also just funny because of what it is now, the January movies. So this is interesting. This was the cinematography on this movie was done by Gilmero. Navarro? Who, yeah, Guillermo Navarro. Yeah. Yeah, who worked on Spy Kids, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy 2. Yes. Uh, and I think that's part of why this looks as good as it does. Oh, sure. Yeah. He also worked with uh, Rodriguez on Desperado, I believe. Um, yeah. He, uh, he definitely gets around with cinematography and all that jazz. Um, he's good. Him and uh, Bill Pope, I think, are my two favorite cinematographers. Oh, God, he also did the Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn. Oh, Navarro? Yeah. Mm, mm. I haven't seen those movies in a long time. I So maybe, I don't know, I haven't seen them in a very long time. So maybe it's, like, different. But, yeah, that was definitely an interesting time in history when those (laughs) movies were a thing. You remember the hysteria with those movies? People were, like, going crazy over that stuff. I was in high school. I was in, like, middle school, I think, when... um, the last two movies were coming out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Middle school, yeah. But uh, yeah, my final thoughts for this movie are it's a wonderful, fun little movie. Uh, you should absolutely watch it if you like Robert Rodriguez, if you like Quentin Tarantino, or if you just like vampires and you're sick of the traditional vampire because this is anything but a traditional vampire story. And I would like to check out the sequels uh, at some point. I've never oh, seen them. Okay, well, that's good to know. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention Danny Trejo. Uh, he's awesome, as always, in this uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love how he, he like tries to kick Seth Ge- Gecko out. And I love his little vampire face. It's oh, so yeah. weird. Oh, I, I guess we forgot to mention that like the, the way the vampires like, turn into vampires is interesting it's like over the course of time 
Like it's almost like they're like infected. It's very zombie esque. Yeah, which makes sense because I am Legend, uh, you know, which kind of started like the post-apocalyptic. Not started it, but like it would go like like uh, Night of Living Dead is kind of taking cues from I Am Legend, but like they're not zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, in I Am Legend, they're vampires. Um, and in this movie, they're vampires, but it's kind of going back to the I Am Legend thing. Where it's like an infection of vampirism, which is interesting, but not exactly that. They don't point it out like that. Yeah, uh, they just bite you, and at some point you'll turn. Sometimes it's innocent, like that Vietnam veteran uh, whose vampire face makes me laugh every time it pops up on screen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or you've got like the preacher who takes like an hour to turn for some reason. Oh, I also love the effect when like half the preacher's head is missing after he's turned into a vampire. Uh, I oh, thought yeah. that was fun. Yeah. But I like that they uh they take advantage of the well they they they're they understand that they do have a preacher there, so they're like, "Oh yeah, like these things like are weak against like holy imagery and stuff like that. We have a preacher." So, you know, that whole thing is really good and like having him kind of uh get his faith back. Um, was an interesting angle to go. But that was a plot used in a, a Hammer Dracula movie, I believe, um, where I believe there's like an atheist main character in one of the movies, and over the course of the film, he has to find his faith in order to uh, fight Dracula. So they kind of recontextualize that with a faithless preacher in this movie, which is cool. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, I think we're going to move on to the uh, final thoughts I've given mine. What uh, what final thoughts do you have for this movie, Doolittle? Um, it's just a very very fun time. Uh, definitely watch it like with friends. You know, watch it by yourself. Watch it anywhere. Watch it in a hot tub. You know, <laughs> you know, watch it in the shower. It's it's mm-hmm. a good movie. It's really fun. I think it's my favorite uh, or one of my favorite Rodriguez movies. Okay? I'm currently going through his filmography. I think this is still probably uh, uh, somewhere in like my top five uh, in the higher echelon of Rodriguez's filmography. It's really good, um, and I wish I hope that he and uh, Tarantino do stuff uh, in the future together in this same similar way, where Tarantino does the screenplay and Rodriguez directs. Because I think they're a really good team, and they're you know very good friends. So. I would agree with that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you on this. Is probably my favorite Rodriguez film that I have seen. I I'm not going through all this filmography at the moment like you. I I am probably going to rate this a little higher than it deserves, but I just love everything about this movie. So I'm going to give it one of those rare five out of fives on our letterbox scale. Yeah, I'll give it a five out of five. Hell yeah, dude! All right, I'll give it a five out of five. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that has been our discussion for From Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, this will probably be uploaded first, so there will be two uploads tomorrow, Sunday, August 29th. We're going to move on to the faculty, and that will be a separate video. So I hope to see you guys there, and we'll be back shortly. Awesome.